We're going to read from Mark 4. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to 20 and then um, further on 26 to 34. So listen to these words. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the, sh or the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and, uh, and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop some multiplying 30, some 60, and some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is, is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like the seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When the trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like the seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. And then from verse 26. He also said this, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces corn, first the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. 
with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything again. And this is the word, and we thank God for his word this morning. So in the old days, some of you will remember. Some some time ago, uh, Reader's Digest told the story about a company who mailed out specific uh, uh, advertising business postcards with a mustard seed connected on them. And uh, they, they sent them to all their subscribers and to everybody else that weren't subscribed because that's what they did. And so they sent it out and this is what they said. Uh, on, on the card, it said, especially with a specific group of people, it said, if you have faith as small as this mustard seed in our product, you are guaranteed to get excellent results and be totally, totally satisfied. Signed the management. A few months later, one recipient of this promotional piece of work um, wrote back to the company, And this is what he said. You'll be very interested to know that I planted the mustard seed you sent on your advertising card and it has grown. It has grown into a very healthy bush producing wonderful tomatoes. (laughs) See, sometimes we grow things we didn't expect or didn't know that uh, we were actually... Um, we are actually uh, planting. So this morning I read to you a, a parable that um, contains uh, quite, a, quite a few verses, but um, there's three things that we need to take into consideration. And the first is, uh, it's about a human responsibility. That first section is about the human responsibility um, where... Um, is to where to where to sow. The second is that it is about the divine power inside the seed, not about anything else, but the seed itself. And then thirdly, it is the the incredible increase of the seed that that seed can grow to such a great extent. Now I don't know if you uh, if. If you, obviously, as grannies and grandpas and moms and dads, you have had the opportunity to to grow seed or show uh, your children or maybe your grandchildren how to grow seed. Those beans um, that you put into uh, some, some, uh, what is it, cotton wool, and then you left it on the the, the windowsill, and then uh, you put some water, and then it sprouted, and, and anybody do that? I think everybody is still old school. It's like, you know, and it's, it's fantastic because you can actually see the, the growth in that seed, can't you? Okay. So Jesus talks about seed, and he talks about um, the farmer. Uh, he, he talks about the farmer and, and how the farmer is able to 
to to call or able just to to uh, to spread the seed. Okay, so I'm thinking Jesus is an amazing Lord. Okay, anybody agree? Jesus is an amazing Lord. Eh? So we hear the story, and often I ask the question, "Who is the sower?" Who do you think is the sower in this story? Huh? Jesus? Okay. And maybe it's Jesus and us. Okay. Sometimes we, we think, okay, if it is Jesus, okay, this is the amazing part, that he is not a good farmer. I'll tell you why. Because Jesus comes and he just spreads that seed. He doesn't care if it, if it lands in rocky, on the side of the road, or in rocky territory, or in the weeds, or the thorns, or in good ground. See, Jesus doesn't care because Jesus loves everybody. Jesus is this amazing God that has to share what he has with everybody. Whether that person is on the side of the road or on the road or in the, uh, the rocks or in the weeds or in the good ground. This is an amazing Jesus because wherever he sows, it is up to us to hear, up to us to receive, up to us to, to actually grow. But more so, it is not about the, the human, what the human does. I'll tell you why. Because the seed itself has the most amazing ability to grow wherever it needs to grow. Us, though, if we were the farmer, I think we'd plant it specifically in one row. Don't you think? Eh? Because we don't want to go... Uh, on the side of the road or we don't want to go where it's rocky and we don't want to go where it's thorny <laughs> because we don't like that if we think about it in our society we don't want to go where people look different to us we don't want to go where where people are maybe in prison because you know what um, I don't want to go share Jesus with because I don't know what those people are going to say or do or you know and I don't want to share Jesus with, within my, maybe in my job, because, oh, what are people going to say about me? Hey? But Jesus doesn't care. Jesus takes that seed, and he actually does distribute it. Just think about it. It might not be exactly as to what, what the scripture is saying, but it is amazing that Jesus does this. Not just that. But Jesus uses anybody. Anybody uh, seen a big John Deere tractor? Okay. It costs, I don't know, how many millions of rands? How many millions, uh, 30? 10 million for a big tractor. Okay. So God is able to use this big tractor wherever he wants to cultivate any ground. Okay, to make it perfect in any way. And yet, Jesus uses you and me to sit at the back of the tractor. Okay, to take the seed. Tisha's going to kill me. 
but to take the seed and just to throw it, just, just to throw it wherever it needs to go, okay? It's like, it's not, because, so this is God. The only perfect God is Jesus himself. The only one that's perfect is Jesus. And yet, Jesus says, okay, sit on the back of this 10 million rand tractor and throw the seed. Wherever it lands, just throw it. Your job is not to cultivate it. Your job is to, to share the seed wherever we are. How amazing is that? Because we know that Christ himself, God himself, he has created that seed. And so when that seed lands in the ground, God brings the light. He brings the water. He brings the right temperature. And that seed miraculously grows. And that's what he does with us too. Hey? In our life, somebody just needs to plant that seed. Gail, can I ask you, so this is not a, this is not a, um, a mustard seed, okay? It's a poppy seed. I think in Jesus' time, okay, the, the mustard seed was probably in that environment was the smallest of the small. When he sees in the whole world, this is the smallest seed. Can I give you, it's in your hand. Can you see it? Okay. Who wears glasses? Um, <laughs> can you see it, Ron? Hey? Just. Hey. How big is that seed? Okay, so it's very small. It's like minute. Okay, so if I plant this seed, God will make it grow. It is dry. But it needs to be planted in order for it to become alive. And Jesus says this too, just before he's, um, just before he, he's crucified. He says that I need to die in order to live. I need to die in order to give to you and to me. Isn't that amazing? Right? Is that Jesus doesn't care who you are. He cares about what you. He cares about who you are, but he doesn't care that you've got a got an experience. He doesn't care of what you've done. He cares about that you can tell your story to somebody else. That you can take the seed of the gospel and share it with somebody. And who do you share it with? You share it with your family first. Your sons and daughters your grandsons and granddaughters. Yes, because they, they, they are so in this world at the moment that they're not getting the ability to, to, to hear the Word of God. It's up to you and up to me to share the Word of God, to plant that seed. God will do the rest. He will water them. He will let them grow. He will, he will make them into fishes of men. You don't have to worry about that. What you do have to worry about 
is that are you doing your bit? Am I doing my bit? Because he'll make it grow. We often say yeah, at church is that I wish we had more kids come to Sunday school. It's up to us to invite those kids or bring those kids. It's up to us to invite our families to come back to church. Or the people that work with us. Just to plant a small seed. The most amazing thing about this is that you can eat it. It's good. (laughs) Apparently it's good for you. Um, So this seed, as small as it is, grows into a bush. Okay. As small as it is, grows and produces how amazing is that? Who of you eat apples? Majority of us. Cut the apple in half, you'll see all the seeds, okay? Every apple has the same amount of seeds. Majority of them. <laughs> but those seeds, you don't know how many apples those seeds will produce. Think about it. You know how many seeds are in there, but God only, only God knows how many apples that seed produces. So every time you have the opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, to plant that seed, do it. Because you don't know what he's going or she's going to do for, for somebody else. That planting, that's what's so amazing. Let's do this. We live in a world that is so confused. We live in a world that is so hurt and, and dysfunctional. But if we, just us, can share a little bit about God and about God's kingdom, He will do the rest. So every time uh, the, six, um, the six folk uh, meet to talk about revival or pray for revival on a Sunday, on a Saturday, that's what we pray for. Is that revival takes place within the home. That revival takes place within the church. That revival takes place within the country and within the world. But it's us, up to us to invite, to plant the seed. So I'm not going to stand there at the back and give you each one of these poppy seeds when we... <laughs> when we leave so everybody can go out this side Um, (laughs) there was was a woman once um, she was an atheist and she did not believe in uh, that that God would um, uh, you know that that God would come again and that um, he would raise people from the dead and give them new life. And so she, in her will, she asked that she be buried in a 15-foot grave. Okay? Not a 6-foot, a 15-foot grave. But before that, that they, needed to plant, that they needed to put concrete down 
and that uh, they needed to then put the casket down and then cover it up with cement and then cover it up with, with, with gravel. Anyway, she passed away. And she didn't believe in Christ and she didn't believe uh, that there would be any light or any, any growth or anything that could come close to where she was. And when they buried her, an acorn from, uh, from a tree fell into that, into that grave. And it grew. It grew from her. Because she was the nourishment that it needed to, to grow. Just think about it. I know it's a terrible way of thinking about it. But there's this woman that hated God. And yet God used her to make that acorn grow. And so out of her coffin or out of her grave came this massive big tree. And God uses us. But the, the, the seed itself is a creation that God has given. And so don't do that with acorns. Or don't do that with your grave. But know that the little seed that you plant can have an amazing effect on the rest of the world. And God will do the rest. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just come into your presence knowing that you are amazing. That you created the world, that you created every single seed in such an amazing and beautiful way. And only you know, Lord, how that is made. Only you know, Lord, that we don't have to worry about that feeding. We don't have to worry about watering. We don't have to worry about the temperature or anything like that. All we need to do, Lord, is just plant the seed. And the rest is up to you. And so now, Lord, we hand it over to you. Give us the ability to, to stand up. Give us the ability to open our mouths to tell our stories about what Jesus has done for us. What you have done for us, Lord. And by doing that, we can spread the good news. But you, Lord, will touch the hearts. You, Lord, will make the change. You, Lord, will bring new growth, new birth to those those that, that, that we tell. Because you've done that in us already. And so be with our South Africa, Lord. Lord, we pray that we might have God-fearing leaders that will plant the correct seeds. In the ground that this ground will be used for everybody. Lord, we pray for our world. We pray especially for what is happening in Russia and Ukraine and Palestine and Israel. We also pray for our country, uh, our families here and wherever they find themselves overseas. Please be with them today. Please water that seed that we have planted or we have sowed. We thank you, Lord. Amen.